a little part of me always thought I might be Matilda. I kind of wanted to make me think that I was perhaps going to one day have magic powers. Sadly, they never turned up. Whoa, hold up. We've not got to that bit yet. First, welcome to Stream It. I'm really going to have to speak to somebody about getting interrupted at the beginning. This is the film and TV podcast full of things for you to watch. My name is Connor. Hello. And in this week's episode, we're delving into the world of Matilda. We know at Fun Kids how much you all love the new movie, so we are going to tell you all about where this blockbuster movie came from. Yeah, there's history to it. But right now, here's my speedy rundown of what's coming up. So uh, I'm going to be getting the time-travelling remote control out. Yes, we have one. And take us back to some very special years in the history of Matilda. And my good friend Pete from Mega Mag is here to tell us all about Minecraft Legends. Why not? Hey, let's get going. Grab your popcorn, your favourite flavour, get yourself comfy. This is Fun Kids Stream It. So, you might have heard about this movie. This school is full of rebels. Yo! What is your name? Matilda. Matilda Wormwood. Well, if you haven't, you're missing out. Matilda the Musical recently dropped on Netflix and everyone is talking about it, even your dog. So instead of me just telling you all about the show that you probably know so much about already, I thought I'd use my handy time-travelling remote control thing to take us back to some very special years gone by that play a huge part in the movie you can watch today. Right, so first on the list, let's go right back to 1988. Okay, let me get the remote. Here we go. Let me put in 191988. Oh, here we go. So you may be sitting at home right now or wherever you are listening thinking, uh, Connor, why are we back in the 80s? Well, in 1988, the amazing author Roald Dahl wrote a very special book about a young girl called Matilda. And did you know that some of your favourite characters, or uh, maybe not your favourite characters, were inspired by people Roald Dahl knew? The scary Miss Chunchball was inspired by the mean Mrs Pratchett, who looked after Roald Dahl's local sweet shop when he was young. And uh, Mr Wormwood, Matilda's dad, was inspired by a neighbour of his. I'm just glad I didn't have to meet them. Although, it might have been quite good fun. Hold on, actually. Hold on. There's Roald Dahl right now. Hey, Roald, what inspired you to write Matilda? For about 20 years, I've had a tiny little note in my notebook saying, do a story about a child who can make things move with her eyes alone. And I've kept looking at this over the years. And finally, uh, a little over a year ago, I, I decided I'd have a go at it. Oh, and also, what would this character do with this amazing power? The first time... Matilda discovers this power of hers. Um, she gets angry with uh, the headmistress, and the headmistress has a glass of water in front of her. And she stares at the glass of water and suddenly has a wish to tip it over into the headmistress's lap. And, and, and she feels the power suddenly surging behind her eyes. And she sees it just wobble a little bit and start to tip and she pushes harder with her eyes and harder and suddenly over it goes sounds pretty naughty to me 
Well, I won't take up any more of your time. I know you're a busy man. It was amazing to meet you. Maybe you could write your next book about a boy with a time-travelling remote control who, who does a, a podcast. Just a thought. Anyway, we better get on with our adventure. Hey, let's head to 1996, the year the original movie came out. So let's get that time-travelling remote control thing. Yep, we'll think of a name soon. And enter 1996. Here we go. One, nine, nine, six. Okay. Now, I love this year. 1996 is the year that the first Matilda movie came out. And it's one of my all-time favorite faves if you haven't seen it look you've got to watch it before you do anything else deal great this is the version your older brothers and sisters would have grown up with the movie i grew up with so my favorite person in the movie is mr wormwood he really is my absolute fave he is much more sneaky in this movie and he's played by such a great actor his name is danny devito have a little listen to him teaching matilda's brother in the movie how to lie to customers but the feds like to test the ingenuity of an American businessman. Two directional drill. You run it backwards, the numbers go down. Watch your speedometer. Cool. <sighs> hey? Yeah. Daddy, you're a crook. What? This is illegal. Yeah, keep drilling. Do you make money? Do you have a job? No, but don't people need good cars? Can't you sell good cars, Dad? Listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. So why not watch the original movie and then watch the new one and see if you can spot any differences? Here's one to start you off. Matilda doesn't have a brother in the new movie. Hmm... I wonder why. Anyway, let's get going. I just wanted to stop at 1996 to tell you about the original because it's really, really good. The next stop is 2010, the year the stage show of Matilda began. Okay, let's get that time-travelling remote thing. Uh, 2010. Okay, let's go. So I've actually never been to see the stage show, so I'm not an expert, but uh, I do know somebody who has seen it, who is also a bit of an expert at certain things. Do you know Bex? Bex from Fun Kids? Yes, the queen of books. Let's give her a call. Hey, Bex. Hello, Connor. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, Bex. Uh, I'm having, like, the most fun today because I've been back in time and I went all the way back in time to talk about the original Matilda and I'm chatting to you because not only do we have Matilda the Musical on Netflix, you actually went to see the show, didn't you? I did indeed. It's on in the West End at the Cambridge Theatre and it is quite the spectacle, let me tell you that, Connor. Oh, okay, quite the spectacle. That's a very big word and a very good (laughs) word. Why is it spectacular? So uh, when you go into the theatre, or when I was there at least, the stage was already looking pretty immense. There were like blocks all around the stage with lots of different letters on. Um, And then as the show goes on, like the staging of it is incredible. Um, If you've seen the film, you might know some of the songs. There's lots of kids singing and dancing and they put like swings down on the stage where you can see kids swinging as they sing. There's also just um, an amazing, I don't want to ruin it too much, but there's some amazing bits with some circus performers as well, Connor. Oh, circus performers. I do think if I was in Matilda, I'd make a good circus performer, don't you? 
I mean, I would love to see you on some kind of high wire, Connor. If I, I would pay money to see you on some kind of trapeze or a high wire. Yes, Connor trapezing. Uh, we'll save that for another day. Hey, Bex, what is it like, the actual show live compared to... Because we're talking about the musical that's on Netflix today because it's mm. just so amazing. Is it really similar or are there like a few differences? So I, I love the film, I've got to say. I thought the musical movie was incredible. I adored it. Um, but there is something about seeing a show live, isn't there? Just seeing it in front of your very eyes happen in front of you is incredible. Um, and the show is very similar in that you've got obviously lots of the same songs, lots of the same music and uh, the same characters. But there is something quite magical about seeing stuff on stage, you know, when she's moving things with her mind and when uh, the trunchbull is there. There's something quite exciting about it just being real. Yeah, just being real. And that's the thing with Matilda as well. So obviously I've just gone back in time, by the way, Beck. So I went all the way back to like when the original Matilda was out. Because, you know, for a lot of people that are like watching the musical, that's their first experience of Matilda. But obviously we know the actual original Matilda, don't we? The original book, you mean? Yes, the original book. And then there was the original film as well, wasn't there? There was, yeah, yeah. So there's been so many reincarnations of Matilda through the years. Um, I adore Matilda. It was my favourite Roald Dahl book. Um, I, a little part of me always thought I might be Matilda. I kind of wanted to maybe think that I was perhaps going to one day have magic powers. Sadly, they never turned up. But that's fine. Um, but yeah, the original film as well with Danny DeVito is also an absolute classic. Yeah, you see, this was the next bit I wanted to ask you about. So, uh, well, if you listen to Fun Kids, which we hope you do loads and loads, you will know that Bex is out. Well, Bex, how would you describe yourself? I'd like to say you're the book expert, but maybe you're the book... Mm, I've, I've, what described you say? My, I've described myself before, Connor, as a queen of books, which is quite a grandiose title. But you know what? When you can give yourself a title, why wouldn't you go as big as possible? There we go. Queen of books. So how would you say as well, like the original book and, you know, the new musical like kind of um, compare because the original book is obviously fantastic and so many people have read it but you still see so much of that in the musical as well that we see on Netflix don't you which is really really cool to see even though it's like completely different yeah so the if you've read the book you will know um and if you've seen the musical, you'll know there are some different stories in the musical and in the movie musical that aren't mentioned in the book. Like uh, like I said, the trapeze stuff. Um, there's a kind of whole of a thread. There's a whole of the story that is brought into the stage show in the musical that's not in the book. So it adds an extra dimension, I would say. Um, and I, I do think, I guess, the musical brings out extra themes that maybe aren't in the original book, maybe delves into some of the characters more like Miss Honey and makes you think more about their background as well. Oh, that's really, really cool. Okay, yeah, that's really cool to hear. I love the book so, so much. I would like to know as well, just like the final bit, because look, we definitely need to go and see the show if we can. We definitely need to watch it on Netflix if you haven't already. But what's your favourite song to sing along to, Bex? Oh, there's a really good song we play on Fun Kids. I think it's called The School Song. Um, yeah, and... it is. It's called The School Song, yes. And all of the alphabet, it goes through the letters of the alphabet, all of the lyrics. Um so, and if you're watching the film, actually, and also on stage, uh, you see the, the letters of the alphabet flash up. But yeah, it's that all of the lines um, have focus on a different letter of the alphabet as it goes along. And it's just so fun to follow. Yeah, it's so good. My faves is uh, Naughty. I love <gasps> Naughty. That is the classic. Also, When I Grow Up is just an absolute beautiful tune because obviously Tim Minchin has written all the music for it. And um, When I Grow Up is such a great song. And that's the one I think if you hear Matilda the musical, that's the one most people play first because it is such a cool story. And the idea of like, what will I be when I grow up? And as a kid, you have all of these ideas and it's what Matilda and her friends want to do and what, what they want to be later. 
Oh, 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 and also, before I shoot as well, Bex, before I go, because I need to get back to the podcast, because I've got sure. so much more stuff to talk about Matilda-wise, I have to know, if you had the magic powers that Matilda has, what would you move? What would you do? What would be the thing you would do? Oh, my goodness. I mean, on a basic level, Connor, it would mean that if I wanted to grab, like, the remote control or my iPad, I wouldn't have to get it from the sofa. I would just be able to pick it up with my mind and move it closer towards me. Uh, more realistically, I'd probably use it to steal biscuits and chocolates from everybody else at Fun Kids HQ and just grab them out of their hands and eat them myself. <laughs> yeah, you see, Bex isn't just the queen of books. Bex is also the queen of chocolate. Thanks, Absolutely. Bex. Thanks, Connor. Speak soon. Bye. I'm James Stewart. And in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I think we better head back to the present, don't you? I've got another friend waiting right there. Well, I'll go put that remote in a safe place for next time. Oh, and by the way, if you've got a really, really good name for the remote, just leave it in the comments below because uh, we need to find a name for this time traveling remote control thing. Now, before we chat to Pete, I got to give our young reviewer the inspiration for this whole episode a quick call as well. Hey, Zada. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Good. So uh, you sent us a super cool voice note. Take a little listen to this. Hi, my name is Xander, and my favourite film is Matilda Musical because it's so imaginative and funny. My favourite part is when Matilda looks down from the sky in a hot air balloon, and I give it a 10 out of 10. And then we wanted to call Zander and have a chat because, Zander, you love musicals, don't you? And you love the new Matilda musical. Yeah. Okay, so i tell you what. I'm going to ask you. Tell us a little bit about what happens in the Matilda musical. It, it's about a girl who goes to school with a, a mean parents and a mean principal. And she has a really nice teacher. Yeah, she has a really nice teacher that she connects with, doesn't she? And they create like a little relationship outside of a lot of negative stuff that's happening in her life, doesn't she? Okay, yeah. now when it comes to uh, Matilda films, so this episode of Stream It, we've gone back in time. We've spoke about the old Matilda film, which you've seen, haven't you? Yeah. How do you think the old film compares to this new musical? Like, What's your favourite? Uh, the, the new one. The new one. Okay, you like the musical. Why do you like the musical more than the original Matilda? Um, Because they don't really have a lot from... I've read a bit of the book, but they don't have a lot from the book in the original one. So in the musical, sorry, you like the fact that it's new as opposed to the original film. Not the book, you know, the original film with Danny DeVito. You prefer the new musical more, don't you? I think it's because you can sing along, isn't it, Zander? Come on, let's be honest. It's because you can have a sing song. Yeah, Yeah, you like singing along. What's your favourite song from the Matilda film? Revolting Children. Oh, you answered that one quick. It's so good, isn't it? I like uh, Naughty because it kind of sums me up. Little bit naughty. Yeah. Uh, Zanda, I wanted to ask you a question because I, I've been thinking about an answer to this myself. 
if you had the powers that Matilda has, yeah, you know, the power to move things, what would you do with it? What would be the thing that you would move? Would you like sit and watch a film and just be able to move snacks over to where you are? What would you do? I would, at school, I would just move my pencil to me whenever I need it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what you could do as well? You could move all your friends' pencils so they can never get them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're running around trying to find their pencils. Does that sound fun? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Zander, you sent in a really uh, cool voice note, which we played earlier, and there was a point within the film that you really enjoyed. And uh, would you like to tell us that again? It's to do with a balloon, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So what moment in the film is that then? Tell us a little bit about that moment and why you enjoyed it so much. Because it kind of reflects on how she feels in that moment. Yeah. Like a bit you get... angry and calm. Yeah, a bit angry and calm. You kind of get a little bit of an emotional understanding of Matilda, don't you? Yeah. Did you find that uh, you sort of felt sorry for Matilda or did you enjoy Matilda as a character? Because I think that with all the Matilda films, uh, the old and the new ones, you kind of feel a little bit sorry for her, don't you? But she's also really cool at the same time, don't you think? Yeah. How did, how did it make you feel watching it? A bit sorry and a bit... I really hated Miss Trunchbull and the parents. Oh, I know, Miss Trunchbull. Can you imagine having a teacher like that? I mean, it would be the worst, wouldn't it? Also, the name is really, really horrible. Miss Trunchbull. Like, what, what sort of name is Trunchbull? I don't know. <laughs> what would you do, Xander, if you had a Miss Trunchbull as a teacher? I'll just call the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great news. Great news. Zander, thanks so much for chatting. Um, if you could sum, sum up Matilda the Musical in three words, what would be your three words? Take your time. What would be your three words? Funny, exciting and imaginative. Funny, exciting and imaginative. I would also say a little bit scary because of Miss Trunchbull, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay, Zander, well, we'll definitely have you back on soon. And would you definitely say that everybody listening should go and watch Matilda the Musical? Yeah. Great. Zander, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Now, I feel bad for keeping Pete waiting because I think he might have some important expertise for us. My good friend Pete from Mega Mag is here. Hey, Pete. Hey, hey. How you doing, Connor? Yeah, I'm really, really good. We've been talking about some super fun stuff recently. And, uh, well, hello to Minecraft Legends. That's right. The Minecraft universe just got massive, uh, completely different game, but still set in the Minecraft universe. And I've been playing it all day long. And I'm sort of I'm sort of obsessed. Not going to lie. Right. I'm intrigued because I, I, I play Minecraft. I've played Minecraft for years. And Minecraft is a very specific type of game, isn't it, in terms of what you do? How is Legends different? I'm intrigued to know how they've changed the Minecraft space because it kind of just is what it is, but so great. That's it. So if anyone's ever played a game like Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, where you run around a giant world and you yep. collect items and you fight bad guys. It's like that, but they've covered it in blocky graphics. So you're in the Minecraft universe. Looks the same, but it feels completely different if that makes sense right so they've kind of introduced characters is this the idea that's right you play as a character a hero whose job it is to go around the minecraft world uniting all the mobs the good ones and the bad ones to fight in your army against some invaders right okay do you still get the hammer and the tools is that kind of still part of it or is it a slightly different take can you like adjust the world and things like that 
Yeah, so that's what's great about it. It takes all the things that you know and love from Minecraft, like mining for resources, building stuff. You can still do all of that, but you do that to help you fight against this evil army that's come into the Minecraft world. Oh, I, I like this. Do you know what? Do you know why I like this as well? Because I love games where if you're kind of like creating teams and you kind of need to battle against each other, I enjoy that side, but I also like the strategic side of things as well. And it sounds like Minecraft Legends has a bit of both of that, the fun of kind of the battle and then also building your kind of world and building the sort of space that you need in order to win. That's exactly it. I love it. Like depending on who you're fighting against, which army, it it will it will change which mobs you want to enlist to fight for you. Because some mobs are really good at certain things, and some are rubbish at certain things. Because you can build, you can build things like towers to shoot arrows from, or bridges if you want to get across a a big hole in the ground quickly. So you can really plan your attack by building and by recruiting certain mobs. It's really, really, really good. So I have read a stat about um, Minecraft that there are literally hundreds and hundreds and millions of daily users of Minecraft. Uh, Well, I mean, they're going on there that amount of time. Do you think this game's going to be as big? Yeah, I mean, I think Minecraft is the biggest game in the world right now. And just because this game has Minecraft in the name, I think it's going to be pretty massive. I think a lot of people who already play Minecraft are going to grab this as soon as they can and they're going to love it. Well, it says here there's 141 million active players worldwide of Minecraft since it was first released in 2011. So it is safe to say that if you are looking or if you are one of those people, get Minecraft Legends. I think you're going to love it. 100%. There's lots that you'll recognize from the game that you that you know and love. And there's lots of new stuff that's upgraded it and made it even more enjoyable. Fantastic. Pete, thanks so much for catching up. Minecraft Legends is a must play. No problem, Connor. Have a good one. Oh, what a busy episode. We have been uh, all the way back to the 80s. We've been back to the 90s. We've been back to another time that was a little bit more easy. I'm very tired. I'm sure you are as well. And that is all we've got time for on this week's episode of Stream It. If you enjoyed the episode, give us a follow so you don't miss future episodes and rate the podcast five stars too. My name's Connor and Stream It is made by Fun Kids, the UK's children's radio station. And this episode was produced and edited by Hebe Lawson. Thank you. Now, if you want to get involved with episodes in the future, uh, head over to funkidslive.com forward slash stream it to see how you can hear your voice. And also, please, could you let me know some suggestions for that weird remote control thing that keeps taking us back in time? What should we name it? See you soon. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.